And now the next question in the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Round and Marshall Atkinson for Shirt Lab. Welcome to our podcast, the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Our goal with the show is to provide weekly answers to your toughest decorated apparel industry sales and marketing challenges. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get right at it. On today's Shirt Lab Answer podcast, we're very happy to have Ryan Withrow with Austin Communication from Austin, Texas, to discuss some sales techniques that you can use in your shop. Ryan is going to be our lead-off instructor at Shirt Lab Washington. He's going to get the group energized and riled up, and in a few moments, you're going to find out why. But first, let's talk about the Shirt Lab event series. Shirt Lab has held events in Columbus, Ohio, and St. Louis, and they were fantastic. Our Washington, D.C. event is focused on athletic sales and marketing and is already sold out. In August, we're going to be in Portland, Oregon, and in September, it's Atlanta, Georgia. Portland will focus on new ideas for sales and marketing for your shop, but Atlanta is solely going to be focused on apparel line retail sales. So if you have your own shop brand, you know, that you've been trying to market, this is going to be a must-attend event for you. You can learn more at shirtlabpro.com and get signed up and get tickets. So, Ryan, welcome to Shirt Lab. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. All right. Here's the uh, question we got for you today. A lot of shops struggle with finding ways to differentiate themselves from their competition. In some markets, it seems like every shop is focused on the same customer base and it's a very cutthroat way to survive. How can someone listening out there spend a few moments rethinking about how to position themselves and separate themselves from the crowd? It's a good one. Uh, it's a great question. So I, I think there are two sides to this question that we really need to understand to have an effective answer. And I think the first one comes into that beginning, right? That first portion, which is even before that customer comes your way or you go after that customer. I think so few of us actually take time in sales and marketing to identify perfect customers. We, we call them avatars in marketing, but it's just as important in marketing as it is sales. What do I mean by that? I mean that we don't have to try to sell to everybody out there. We don't have to go after somebody's entire customer base because chances are a majority of those customers we don't want to work with at the end of the day. So we have to really do our, our, our work on the front end as salespeople, as well as marketers, as well as businesses, to understand who we want to sell to. And that, you know, the big things that I do for, for that assessment with my sales staff, with, with all of the team members that I have, is something we call head, heart, home. Right. So if we're talking about the, the avatar, the perfect customer, what does that person look like? What are they thinking about? What, what do they care about in their heart? What do their demographics look like? We have to put that out there. We have to set that intention. That way, our marketing efforts are in the right direction. But even further in sales, our sales conversations are honed in and they're perfect for that ideal customer. So I want to make sure that everybody realizes sales should no longer be a blanket process, we should really be able to hone in the messaging to attract the people we want in our business. And I think if anybody wants to write down a quote right now, the quote to write down when you're thinking about this process is, what keeps these people awake at night? So what keeps these people awake at night? What pain or, or you know, struggle are they having right now uh, in their lives, in their business, whatever it may be, 
where we can really understand how we could be a solution to remove that pain, that struggle. It could be things for like the crazy entrepreneurs out there who you know, want to help people make a million dollars, sure, but all the way down to apparel. What struggles have they had before with other companies, your competitors? What are the known issues you hear time and time again from these people about your competition that you know you could solve, you know you can fix, so you need to have that conversation with them to close them? And outside of that, the second piece, the easier piece to really identify, guys, is we have to understand that there's been a shift, a monumental shift in selling itself. We've gone from a day and age of what we call transactional sales. So transactional selling is all about the product, right? We remember the sleazy car salesman that comes in and, and sells everybody, and it's what gives us all that stigma around the word sales. Well, the transactional sales guy is dying off, which I'm okay with. Uh, and we're, we're filling the world with consultative salespeople, consultative salespeople, which is more about relationships. So remember that people buy from those people that they know, like, and trust. So the big shift here, uh, like you asked, what, what do we need to do about rethinking about how to position or reposition ourselves? The thought, the shift in our mentality needs to be that we need to build relationships with these people. They want deep emotional relationships with people they know, like, and trust so that they can give you that credit card over and over and over, every order coming back, returning, because you are focused on building a relationship that is authentic to them. That's a really big one. I think so few people focus on that one sale upfront, try to close that one sale instead of that lifetime value and building that relationship that turns into more revenue for the business. The other quick things are that you don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Be unique in your outreach. Be unique in your follow-up. Uh, I have sent some crazy funny things to people that disappear on me. I've sent them red phones that plug into their cell phones and wrote emergency phone, call Ryan when your captors have freed you. Like I've done some weird stuff, but uh, it's because I'm unique. I, I'm different. I stand apart from the competition in that way. Uh, and, you know, we're going to teach all of this stuff at the event and more. So I'm really excited about that too. But hopefully that long-winded answer answered you guys. That's great, Ryan. To get started with all that, what do you think the, the first step somebody should be? It's just really kind of reevaluating how they're doing it? Because I think a lot of people just get hung up on, I got to price this shirt at this, otherwise they're going to go somewhere else because they'll get it a nickel cheaper. And that's where they are right now. They're in that hole where they're just thinking about price. That's it. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. It's something I see over and over again, working with apparel stores and franchise owners uh, as well. And there, there's a moment where I understand when you're just opening, when you're struggling even, you have to take the orders that you get. I absolutely understand that. And I'm not telling anybody right now to just, if this person isn't perfect, but you need the money to say goodbye. You don't need to do that. But what we need to do is build our vision, build our long-term goals so that we can move away from, I need every sale to, I now am empowered to take on the sales I want. So for me, the big question with that, with a price match is, and it's simply put, long-term, is that your ideal customer? Do you want nothing but people coming through your doors who want you to match price? Chances are no. So we really have to understand what orders we need to really go for and convert people on, or what, you know, the opposite side of that is, what orders are we doing right now that are removing valuable time from us to focus on better orders? So I feel like we, we need to understand that it's necessary 
But we need to plan long-term on that shift, that mentality shift and that business shift so that we make sure that two years, three years, five years from now, the only people walking through our doors and the only people we're saying yes to, fulfilling orders for, are ideal people that we want coming back time and time and time again. It's a long-term process, but it's all down to that mentality, asking yourself, is that ideal? Is that the person I want? Right now, if I had this person 100 times a month, would I be happy? And that's really where it comes down to identifying that. And by the way, teams love to do that. So if you have a staff, if it's production, if it's your sales staff, if it's admin people, they love that interaction to define perfect customers. And you could have as many as one or 30. It doesn't matter as long as they're ideal and you can all agree that you want to do business with those customers. Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a really funny thing, guys. Uh, it really is. It's so simple, but so often when there's money thrown at us, it's so easy to just say, yeah, I'll, I'll take that money while somebody walks behind you while you're paying attention to that $50 with $50,000, right? Uh, we really need to make sure that we, we pay attention to the right people. Tipping over dollars to pick up pennies. It's, That's right. I, I talk to people so much. I always say, you know, not every dollar is created equal. And, you know, it, it's just a big thing in this industry. And, and someone's just, yeah, learning who to say no to and, and learning to say no. And it's hard. Um, I've been through that. And once you do, uh, there's no turning back. Yeah, it really is. And the big thing, the one sentence I'll leave, if anybody's like, well, what do I do with those people? I don't want to hurt their feelings. Totally understood. Neither do I. Get yourself a referral source. Get yourself a referral partner that is perfect fit for those customers that aren't a perfect fit for you. And you just watch. They'll start sending people your way as well. And it starts to build a really solid relationship with another partner out there. Or you could send those really awful customers through a competition and let their schedule fill up with those no profit orders. <laughs> this, is, this is true as well. This is true as well. They'll start evaluating <laughs> that and being like, hey, you came from Brian, didn't you? You came from Brian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's really funny. Good point. Yeah. So Ryan, thanks for helping out today with the podcast. Absolutely can't wait for your presentation at Shirt Lab Washington, D.C., so thanks. We'd love to get your feedback on your biggest sales and marketing challenge in your shop. Just reach out to us at Tom at ShirtLabPro.com or Marshall at ShirtLabPro.com and send us your biggest issue. Maybe we'll have a future guest tackle that topic. And don't forget to get signed up for updates for future Shirt Lab events at ShirtLabPro.com. Uh, and you can find out all about our upcoming events in Portland and Atlanta right there. So thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Don't forget to send your questions to marshall at shirtlabpro.com.